You're listening to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from BIV and BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden. It's Monday, October 21st, and Election Day. And in the days ahead, you'll find analysis and reporting on the federal election results from our BIV team. But as we await those, today's show is going to head to Surrey, and we're going to focus on examining the results of Surrey's first labor market study. Now, if you understandably have the 43rd federal election on your mind, I'd like to direct you to an event we have coming up. On November 6th, we host BIV Talks post-election. It's part of our BIV Talks event series presented by the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. Our panel of experts at the event will examine the implications of today's election, including impact areas for business. They'll also have a look at what the results mean for British Columbia. You can visit BIV.com events for more information. And you can also join us November 13th as we celebrate BC's top leadership with our annual BC CEO Awards. Six distinguished CEOs will be honored at an awards gala where each recipient will share lessons from their time in leadership. For more information on that event, please visit BIV.com slash BC CEO awards. The Surrey Board of Trade has just released the city's first labor market study, at least the first recent labor market study in many years, and along with it, a 10-year workforce strategy. Anita Haberman, CEO of the Surrey Board of Trade, joins me now with more. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Why was it important for the Surrey Board of Trade to work both on a labor market strategy, but then also produce what you're calling a made-in-Surrey workforce strategy around it? Well, the number one gap that we were hearing is that there was no data, no trends, um, no real uh, strategy in terms of um, attracting businesses into our city and tying it with labor needs and training. And so uh, we just started to uh, apply for funding uh, through the province of B.C., uh, Surrey is going to be the largest city in British Columbia very soon. And in our work in supporting business, bringing business into the city, we needed to have a baseline of current and anticipated labor market demand, a supply in the gaps. And uh, the information, of course, that we found through our research is not surprising, um, but uh, it's the beginning of our work in terms of bringing business into the city, high industry needs to curriculum development, and there was also some infrastructure uh, needs, also not surprising, to make sure that our labor force stays in Surrey. So if there is a bit of a challenge getting some of these baselines for data, how do you go about then compiling a comprehensive report like this one? Well, we hired uh, a research consultant, uh, a lead. Uh, He had a team in order to go out into the business community to do that outreach, which was done by phone, by survey, electronically, uh, in-person focus groups, uh, presentations uh, through different industry associations. Uh, in order to collect uh, this data and to come to conclusions. The whole project, over a period of seven months, done very quickly because we had a timeline to meet by the province. Uh, I absolutely think that uh, the data, the trends that uh, this report delivers, 
uh, is good data, it's comprehensive, uh, as well as the workforce strategy in terms of uh, what the future holds, what the future actions need to be. Absolutely. What would you say are some of the most important takeaways from the labor market study? Well, again, it's uh, nothing is surprising. I mean, we, we did have the baseline trends. Um, you know, the number one issue is that our very diverse industry base, such as our manufacturing sector, they're having challenges finding skilled labor. They can't find training spaces uh, within local educational institutions. So they have to find unique ways to train and to also obtain that talent. They can't keep the talent. It's too expensive to live here. Uh, so, uh, you know, the whole piece around housing, um, getting people to work, um, and also, uh, you know, making sure that we have the advocacy and the, um, the support of all levels of government, even local government, uh, to ensure that uh, we have a collaborative mechanism to keep business here and to keep our labor force here. It, it really is tied together, the whole supply and demand piece. Were you able to drill down at all on where specifically there's demand, be it for types of skills geographically within the community or by industry? Uh, by industry, it was definitely manufacturing and healthcare, as we talked to. Uh, geographically, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that is certainly within uh, the report itself. The report is 150 pages long <laughs> uh, in terms of data and trends. So uh, absolutely, it's uh, drilled down by town center uh, within our city. And what would you say is the state of supply? Where is supply typically coming from for an economy like Surrey? And you mentioned affordability, but what are maybe some of the challenges that go along with securing the needed supply? Well, number one, Surrey has an advantage. Uh, a third of our population is under the age of 19. And uh, in order to keep our labor force here, we also need uh, university seats in order to train them uh, in the jobs of today and tomorrow, which we're challenged with uh, because we rely on provincial funding on that piece for SFU and Kwantlen Polytechnic University. So the human uh, capital is here, but tying it, uh, even drilling down into high school, uh, into industry needs, curriculum development, um, all of those pieces, there needs to be a much more proactive effort. Uh, the new workplace or, or the, the new curriculum, uh, the K-12 curriculum that the province put in place is a, a good pathway, but more needs to be done. And uh, yeah. Right. Now, obviously, having that data is so valuable. And then you also, around it, have this new workforce strategy for the next decade. Tell me what the purpose of that strategy is. Well, up until 2029, and there is about 65 different action items in this strategy. Uh, some are short-term deliverables, some are long-term deliverables in terms of uh, making sure we're advocating to government for the training spaces that we need, that we're finding unique training spaces, uh, that uh, we're, we're actually attracting businesses, good quality jobs into our city, again, long-term. Um, but uh, we're, we're really wanting to make sure that, uh, and of course we'll need funding support in order to deliver those 65 actions. Uh, it really is about um, being a leader uh, in our province, in our nation, 
in terms of how we are supporting business. Uh, that is the goal here. We want to be leaders. And uh, it's a challenge not only for Surrey, but for all Canadian cities and, uh, and rural communities in terms of workforce challenges. And so we're going to create those linkages, we're going to attract those businesses, and we're going to um, identify unique training needs that our businesses need so that uh, they can scale up and continue the business of their day. Is part of what makes a successful workforce strategy that there's more collaboration? Because, of course, we know there are great examples of institutions, organizations, governments that take certain actions to help meet the needs of businesses. But sometimes we hear that those efforts can be siloed. So I'm curious, how collaborative do you envision this workforce strategy being? Well, very much so. I, I, the unique piece of this strategy and how it came together is that it was led by a very diverse industry-based and service sector-based uh, workforce steering committee uh, that gave us advice on research, outreach, uh, challenges, all of those pieces. So I see absolutely more collaboration, coordination uh, between business, service agencies, and the opportunity for government to also work together as well. What's the role of employers and businesses in all of this? Well, the role of employers is to communicate what it is that they need. Uh, they, uh, they need to be more vocal about it. Uh, and uh, we want to be the hub uh, for businesses to come to so that we can identify solutions. Every industry, every business, requires different solutions. So as you can imagine, uh, it's going to be quite a significant uh, endeavor in order to help these different uh, industries, different businesses, but it must be done in order to ensure the future economic vitality of our city, of our region, and of our nation. One of the elements of this that I found interesting is the report acknowledges that the competition for talent is not merely local or regional, that we see cities to some extent having to compete on the international stage for talent, which can be a massive undertaking. To what extent, let's call it globalization, does that inform this strategy? So again, not a surprise because uh, I've always said we live in a global economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and absolutely, it it does define uh, Surrey's economy because again, uh, we have the most number of manufacturers. Many of them export. Uh, it, it absolutely not only in our city but everywhere defines uh, the future. And uh, and Canada itself, in terms of a competitiveness uh, indicator, if we don't uh, proactively do something about the whole skills shortage, human capital piece, uh, we are going to be falling behind on the global economic scale. And, and that's going to hurt us uh, from a GDP perspective, uh, from a productivity perspective, and uh, from a competition perspective. How might a strategy like this fit with the other potential strategies of communities within the region? Because again, there can be an element of competition, but I think there's also recognition that as a region, it is important to, to some extent, be on the same page, at least when we're looking at that international level. I would say a lot of the data can be applied to um, our regional Metro Vancouver community. 
Uh, we were part of the original and ongoing uh, Regional Economic Prosperity Council, which was led by then Mayor Greg Moore. And that was uh, regional economic development and uh, understanding the challenges. Many are reflected in this report um, and, uh, and knowing how to address those challenges. Uh, so absolutely, there is a, a regional economic context uh, for Metro uh, because Surrey has advantages that um, uh, Richmond doesn't uh, and Richmond has advantages that Surrey doesn't. Uh, so uh, we absolutely have to work together to attract businesses and, and keep good quality jobs here. Given the nature of the report, say all 65 action items would be relevant to business, but in your estimation, are there any that really stand out either as action items that are long overdue or are critically important for businesses? Well, what's long overdue is the funding uh, to our post-secondary institutions. Uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, such a significant youth population. We want them to be trained here for the jobs of today and tomorrow. That absolutely must be number one. And we continue to advocate that uh, to the province. And uh, we're hoping in budget, uh, BC Budget 2020, uh, that that is delivered. There have been good steps uh, towards that regard for SFU. But absolutely more needs to be done in Surrey and south of the Fraser. So that's the number one piece uh, because what we're trying to do, especially with our health and technology district, is to tie uh, industry to um, curriculum development training, um, all of those pieces to make ourselves a hub in this Cascadia regional corridor. We're a border city. Uh, we're hoping to go to Silicon Valley uh, to see what's going on there next year and uh, to really bridge uh, the region. So that's the number one piece that must happen. Uh, education is the foundation of driving an economy in addition to transportation. Anita, as always, a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. That's Anita Huberman, CEO of the Surrey Board of Trade. That's it for our show. Thanks for listening to BIV today. You can get notified of new episodes by subscribing to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen to episodes and read more business news over at BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.